Coming up, but before we get to that, we got to help you set your lineup for Fantasy Week 23. Scott White is here. He yes, might I am. do that crazy thing with the mixer and his voice. We'll see. Do you want me to? Not yet. I'll okay. cue you up. I'll cue you I, up. I got to surprise you with it. It's, <laughs> it's, it works best when there's the element of surprise. I guess so. Uh, it is Friday, and it is September, Scott. I'm calling you up. You're a September call-up. Welcome. I feel like I've been here all along. I feel very comfortable in my surroundings. Well, I that's sure. That is true. I have nothing witty to say to that. I do need to make uh, an announcement though to our listeners. You need to understand I'm in bad shape right now. I had an f- event in Philly yesterday uh for fantasy football. We did a live podcast in front of a live studio audience and it was really awesome. And we had a lot of fun. But I got home really late and I haven't had um as much prep time as I'd like for the podcast. I think it will be fine. We're going to do a shorter show today anyway, um, and we're going to talk about all those trades. But Scott's going to be the star of today's show. I hope you're ready for that responsibility, Scott. I'm ready, Adam. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. All right. So Verlander got traded. Cameron Mabin got claimed. Brandon Phillips got traded. Justin Upton got traded. Uh, even a guy who's... Got a 311 ERA since the All-Star break and basically gives you a quality start every time out. He got traded. So we'll talk about all that. Would like to tell you all, though, about ZipRecruiter. You know you need to get on ZipRecruiter if you are hiring. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. All right, here we go. Trades, trades, trades. Houston acquired Justin Verlander. I did not know about this until this morning. Uh, I I wish I didn't know about it until this morning, Adam. Why? I think we're both in bad shape today because uh, this happened at the stroke of midnight. Uh, Oh, it did? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Wow. John Heyman says it happened a minute before it was completed. Uh, And obviously there was a deadline at midnight for players to be traded and still be eligible for for the postseason with their new team. Um, so it didn't look like it was going to happen, and then suddenly it did happen, and Justin Verlander is an Astro now, which is great news for him. I mean, is it? Going so, from Tigers to Astros, big, sure. Big I mean, fly Astros ball pitcher, is... big fly ball pitcher in that little park. Ah. Yeah. It's it's actually Houston's actually not as favorable of the hitter's park as you'd think. What? How is that possible? That park there's like two hundred a hundred and fifty feet to left field. Yeah. Yeah. Slight exaggeration. It's it's not it's not as extreme as, you know, like the Colorados and Arizonas of the world. But Detroit's a really good pitcher's park. I mean, I'm just going to say, this reminds me a little bit of David Price going to Toronto and he had terrible numbers in the Rogers Center in his career and he was completely fine. And Chris Sale going to Fenway, and I'm sure it'll be yeah. fine. Plus, I mean, Verlander I, I, seems to be on the right track. Just like, you know, it was funny. I, I, I was writing this up at, you know, 1 in the morning and uh, explaining Justin Verlander's turnaround and uh, pointing to the fact that in his first 16 starts, he had like a 440, something like that ERA. 
And then I was describing how last season played out for him. Last season when he, he should have been the AL Cy Young. I no, he shouldn't have. Runner up. No. Was runner up to Rick Porcello. But I, I think he was legitimately the AL's best pitcher last year. Britain. Um, first 16 starts, same number last year. He had a 433 ERA. So it's, it's been a, a comparable turnaround for Verlander. A guy who even when he was struggling was still, you know, topping out at 98 every start, if not higher. Uh, so the stuff was always good. He, he talked about how, um, how he realized he actually kind of blamed it on the, the seams of the baseball, how the baseballs are different, or at least suggested that might be the issue. Uh, his slider was much harder earlier in the year. It was a low 90 slider and not getting enough movement to differentiate from the fastball. So he started taking some off of it, um, started you know, forcing the movement a little more. And uh, it's been his best pitch since. Uh, the data backs up what he's saying, and I, I buy the turnaround, and I think the Astros are going to be very happy with this pickup. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. And first of all, getting getting a trade deadline, the August trade deadline, with Upton and Verlander and Phillips and Mabin and Leonis Martin. I, I mean, I know that the names aren't as big after <clears throat> after the top two, but this is really unique and uh, and very fun. And Verlander— oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I like the idea of two trade deadlines, but I guess for the baseball fan, it was fun. fun. I guess yeah, I'm still fun. that. I'm well, not just a guy who's cranky because he was up until three last night. Oh, uh, oh, right. We have a Twitter poll in our podcast for the People League posted by Ryan. Uh, one last poll for the season. Is Scott White cranky today after what must have been a sleep-deprived night? <laughs> One, yes, a pregnant wife, a toddler, and lots of trade. Of course he is. Or two, no way he's running on pure adrenaline and peeps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a window into my soul. Well, uh, no, I think you're you're pretty good right now. So, all right, last thing on Verlander. I don't even know how many home starts he's going to make. His next two starts are both going to be in good venues. They're either going to be at Seattle and at Oakland or at the Angels, a combination of those three. But uh, the Angels got Justin Upton and Brandon Phillips. Upton's been much better at home this year, but that's mostly been batting average. <clears throat> and Cameron Mabin is now off the Angels and on to Houston. So this outfielder roulette, tell me about it. Well, Mabin's done. I mean, the Astros have... Marwan Gonzalez is already going to have to move to the outfield with Carlos Correa coming off the DL. Jake Marisnik's had a good year, and, and he's fourth... In line there. It was a straight waiver claim for Mabin, so it's possible the Astros were just trying to block an, a rival from being able to trade for him. Um, I don't expect him to play a lot. Though, of course, he can run when the little bit he does play. Um, Upton, you know, I see it as a lateral move. Like, the parks are similar. Angels is a little worse, I guess, but not, not enough for me to really think it's going to matter. Uh, I think Upton has overachieved to this point. He has a 351 BABIP on the year, despite very similar batted ball data to previous seasons. 351 is, is, you know, that, that's versus like about 300 last year, um, when he hit 240 something. So, you know, I, I don't think he's really as good as he's been so far, which is uh, about a top 10 outfielder in fantasy, but he's, going to be must start still to close out the season and you know if he bats directly in front of or more likely directly behind Mike Trout 
uh, that's going to uh, help make the slide not as extreme, probably. Well, what about Brandon Phillips? Does he Phillips yeah. right now uh, is going to play? Every yeah, day and... he's okay. He's batting two ninety one with ten steals in one hundred and twenty games, eleven home runs. He's nothing special, but Brandon Phillips now AL only owners obviously have to be excited about this. And I guess it means an extended look for Johan Camargo in Atlanta, though we've never been excited about him on this podcast, and I, that doesn't really change for me. He was hot for a while there, but uh been on the DL the last couple weeks and was cold before then, so I, I don't think there's much to like there in Camargo. I do want to go back to the Astros rotation picture for a second because... Uh, yeah. Oh, Lance, no! Brad Peacock? Say Lance it so. Well, Lance McCullers was already set to come off the DL Wednesday before this Verlander trade went down, so they were already going to be a man up, and now they got Verlander. I assume Mike Fires is out for sure, so we can forget about him. Uh, but even then, you're looking at six pitchers. The Astros do have a doubleheader next Saturday, so not this upcoming Saturday, but next Saturday. I think that's going to allow them to stick six-man for a while. I don't know if they're going to do that rest of season. You know, the way some of the national writers were talking about the Astros, when they were talking about how good the Astros rotation was now, they kept including Peacock as the fourth guy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm... I'm just going to guess the Astros are valuing him the same way, and more likely it would be Morton, Charlie Morton, uh-huh. or uh, Colin McHugh that's out. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance it's none of them, and they just stick six-man for this final month. And uh, that would mean fewer two starts for all of them, two-star weeks. But, uh, you know, we're looking at four weeks left anyway. So Sure. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't think about that angle to it. Who's going to win the American League? Who's going to win the American League? Uh-huh. The Astros. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I was a little concerned about the way uh, Keuchel and McCullers have been, you know, the, the health issues they've had in the second half and if they'd really be so available to them in the playoffs or full strength anyway. But getting a true ace like Verlander, and I, I think he's back to being a true ace. I moved him up from about 19th in my rankings to 11th. With this trade, um, and, and maybe it was overdue to move him up a little from 19th anyway. But um, you know they have a true ace like that, and they still have Keuchel and McCullers and Peacock. I mean, and and then you get to the lineup where it's like, I'll tell you what though, man, the the Red Sox. So yesterday they uh, they got beat by Sabathia, and I saw a stat they they hit a lot better against righties than lefties. They're not so good Boston against lefties. And you think about, first of all, obviously whoever wins the wild card game in the American League is, has no chance. No chance. Like, the, <laughs> those three division winners are so much better than the wild card teams. I feel like the Yankees have a chance at it. I feel like the Yankees are gonna miss the playoffs. Their schedule is pretty <laughs> tough comparatively to the Twins. Like, the Twins are a game back of the Yankees and they've got the cake schedule the rest of the season. It's crazy. I, I guess the Yankees probably are still in good shape to get the second wild card spot, if not the first. But and, um, I, and look, they have a strong one, two, three in their rotation. They have the they best do. bullpen of any of the teams. Yeah, they're not as good. But <laughs> I mean, the Indians just came in and swept them, you know. Uh, but they play yeah. the Red Sox. Well, I will say that. Uh, I man, I don't know who's gonna win. I kind of like. I really like the Indians. But but what I was gonna say is the Red Sox don't really have to face a lot of lefties 
if they face mm-hmm. the Indians, well, or the Yankees, or the uh, or the Astros. So that's yeah. a good thing. <clears throat> but but okay, moving on, Scott. Actually, we don't have that much time today, so let's go a little bit faster. We got to get to the two star pitchers. I'm going to talk to you about some cold hitters and whether or not we should start them next week. We don't have a show on Monday, so uh, Leonis Martin goes to the Cubs. Doesn't matter, right? No. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez, he's 31% owned. He has a 311 ERA since the All-Star break, and he's going to Texas. Any, do you think that Miguel Gonzalez should be owned in more than 31% of leagues? No, not really. He's been on a nice run lately. Actually pitched yesterday for the White Sox still, and, uh, was another quality start for him. I think he's up to five of those in a row, but, yeah, he's had these stretches before and it it just generally doesn't end well for him. I'm not I'm not ready to trust him. Okay, I think he, I think Miguel Gonzalez was one of the league leaders in quality starts last year. Uh he was no. Looks like good old Adam was wrong. <laughs> I could have sworn. He had like a three seventy something ERA and I don't know. Shut up, Adam. Must be thinking of one of those Baltimore years. Uh, no, maybe, maybe. Okay. Anywho, um, Madison Bumgarner was scratched from his start due to illness. Adrian Beltre, Adrian Beltre, he might be out for the season. It was a bad hamstring injury, or he might come back in two days. I don't know, but they, he said <laughs> it was bad. He's gonna miss some time, and there's a month left, and he missed a lot of time with a calf injury. So Beltre out with the hamstring. Justin Smoke could come back today. He's missed two games with a calf injury. Addison Russell, we're looking at three weeks from for him at least. Uh, the Dodgers have lost five straight games. Ah, and uh, CC Sabathia apparently does not like being bunted on. That is an absolutely ridiculous complaint. It was smart of them to bunt on you. You have a bad knee and you're old and you're slow. Like, they, of course they bunt. You're you're a Yankees fan talking about your team like you're a Mets fan. This is the second time in two starts against Boston that he has complained about Boston bunting on him. It, yeah. Why wouldn't they do it? It worked yesterday. Right. It, why right. wouldn't they do it? Of course. It's 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 not personal. See, no. they're just trying to beat you. Right. And they <laughs> didn't. So take that. Thursday's standouts. How about a three homer game from Kendris Morales? Boy, there has to be a big trade in baseball to overshadow a three homer game. Uh, last six games for Morales, he's got four homers, two doubles, ten hits. He had gone he had gone twenty two days without a home run before this little uh, six game streak. And he's much better against lefties. I don't think he has – he doesn't have uh, – he has Eduardo Rodriguez. He's got four righties, a lefty, and a TBD on the schedule next week. But anyway, what does this three-homer game mean for Kendris Morales, who's 62% owned? Not much. I mean, he's up to 25 on the year. And, uh, you know, it's good for the occasional home run. I think uh, first base being as deep as it is, he's – not really an obvious mixed league guy, but um, you know, somebody worth using when the matchups are right, and probably not a never really a bad start in a roto league where you have all those extra hitter spots to fill. All right, in the bullpen, I know that you like John Brebia for the Cardinals, and it looks like you were right. It looks like they were going to use him as the closer. Tyler Lyons pitched the eighth. Um, it was at that point a five to one game. Yeah. And then Brebbia came in in the ninth in a five to one game and he sucked. <laughs> he gave up a run. It wasn't on two a hits. safe situation. See, he was already in that closer mentality. Right, exactly. He can't pitch in <laughs> non-safe situations now since yeah. Scott declared him a potential closer. 
But yeah. he struggled. Then Zach Duke got an out. Then Senwano o came in and got an out and got the save. Yep. Still think it's Brevia or, or, or Lions maybe? I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it might be O again, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, we're kind of to the point with the Cardinals bullpen where we were with the Angels a week ago. And um, I own Brebbia in a 24-team league. I wasn't ready to drop him there after this showing. But it's it's a big guess who's going to get the next chance. Are you trusting Zach Davies yet? Seven innings, two runs against the Nationals, and he's at Cincinnati next week. I just don't see much reason to other than the fact that he's pitched well lately. And that's it's been a while, though. I know, I know, it has been a long while. So I'm looking for reasons, and I'm just not finding them. If somebody somebody knows why Zach Davies has been better lately, go ahead and let me know because uh, I'm <laughs> I'm willing, I'm ready to believe him, like the Ghostbusters. Well, I think at Cincinnati is it's an okay matchup. I mean, they can yeah. they can homer. Yeah, it's just you're you're talking about for next week. Yeah, after for next facing? week for Davies. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time we've bought into the pitcher who doesn't look like he should be good, but he's been good for a while, so we finally trust him, and it it that's when it backfires. Parker so Bridwell, kind of gunshot. <laughs> Parker Bridwell for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any major standouts from yesterday that I'm forgetting? Uh, major standouts? What about your boy Greg Bird? Let's go to the next segment, Scott White. It's called Ready to Add with a question mark. Greg yeah. Bird, four for eight in his last two games with two home runs and seven RBIs. He homered off a lefty yesterday. He's Cock! Cock! <laughs> He's forty three percent owned, Greg Bird. That was terrific. Where how long were you playing to that one? Oh, seconds. Yeah, sure. Uh yeah. I forgot who I said that he would be better than. Logan Morrison, maybe? Probably sure. Sure. I would yeah. drop Miguel Cabrera right now for Greg Bird. You mentioned it was off a of lefty, right, Eduardo yeah. Rodriguez? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's been homered in two straight games, seven RBI between them. I think he's only struck out four times in six games since returning off, since returning from the DL, and he was striking out like four times every two games early in the year when uh, he apparently wasn't healthy. That That leg injury he suffered at the very end of spring training, and he was the talk of spring training, I'm sure everybody remembers. So uh I may have been I may have been a little too dismissive of Greg Bird, especially yeah. seeing him homer off a lefty. I I still don't know that uh in like a standard head to head lineup where you just have the one extra hitter beyond the, the starting eight, that uh that he's going to be of much he that anybody's going to be able to squeeze him in. But anything deeper than that, and I think Bird needs to be Need to take a long look at Bird. Yeah, and now he's got six road games next week, but the Yankees are at the Orioles and at the Rangers, so they're in good parks. And they're facing Bundy and Gosman, and other than that, no pitchers that really scare you unless you're scared of Andrew Kashner. So, yeah, Bird is, a, is an opportunity here. I just took a look at in my keeper league where we keep only three players, but at round value and free agents are like 20 round, 20th round. I just took a look to see if he was available, and he wasn't. But I just, you know, to put it in perspective – Brian Cashman said Greg Bird was their best prospect. He was a better prospect, in their opinions, than Gary Sanchez. And he was starting to show it. The injury obviously played a role. So, so Greg Bird, hooray. Are you ready to add Jonathan VR? No, I'm not. This was his second start. And, and you know, 
he, he's what homered in two straight two games of the homer, three straight multi-hit games for VR. Yeah, seven for twelve in his last three, but only two two um, started only two of the last six games. He didn't even start all three of those games. So you know, obviously, if he keeps hitting, they'll keep starting him. But I think it's very much a question. Um, you know, if he takes an O for today. Is Neil Walker back in the lineup tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So, okay. no, I'm not ready. No on VR. How about Ozzy Albies? 38% owned in his last 14 days. Ozzy Albies, I think he's like the number five second baseman. Maybe a little lower. But he's batting 367. And, but no home runs, one steal. So, four doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not completely punchless. He has extra base hits apart from home runs. And I'm very encouraged as a Braves fan. The strikeout rate is low. Um you know, for being as young as he is, it looks like he's taking to the majors very well, but I don't think, I don't think he's going to be able to crack the mixed league threshold, um, at this stage of the season if he's not providing a lot of home runs or steals. Okay. So that's Ozzy Albies. So 38% on probably feels about right. However, we did a, get, get a question in our inbox. Should I drop, should I drop Ian Kinsler for Ozzy Albies? No. Really? I want to say Kinsler's been a little better lately. Okay. I want to say. Not I, I had not noticed that. I'm sure of that. But, but when I was looking possible. at the rankings the other day, that was the impression I got. So, uh no. Okay, fair enough. I would drop Ian Kinsler for a beautiful, custom, made-to-measure Indochino suit. And we did our event in Philadelphia yesterday, which was so awesome. I'm exhausted, but it was... I would say it would have been completely worth it, but unfortunately Taco Bell was closed on the way home, which would have made it a perfect day. But ah. Either way, it was fun, and I wore my Indochino suit. I didn't wear the jacket, but I wore the pants, and I looked good. Everybody was looking at my pants. It was weird. Um, <laughs> but look, these Indochino suits, they're great. I'm just a few weeks away from ordering my second one, and I'm going to get that for $379 for a custom made-to-measure suit where I can customize every detail, lapels, pleats, jacket linings, monogram. Pants, cuffs, whatever you want to customize, make it your suit. The fabrics are beautiful. So many colors to choose from. And you place your order online, you get it in just a few weeks. So how do you get 50% off? How do you get free shipping? You go to Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, and you enter FBT at checkout. FBT at checkout on Indochino.com. This is the largest made-to-measure menswear brand in the world, and there's a reason for it. I can vouch. I love my Indochino suit, and you will too. So go to Indochino.com, enter FBT at checkout, get any premium suit for $379 with free shipping. That's promo code FBT on Indochino.com, 50% off and free shipping. Um, oh, by the yeah, way, so good. Ian Kinsler, last 13 games, three home runs, five steals, 13 games. Also All batting right. 224, but <laughs> <laughs> you like the home runs and the steals. Do like that. I do like the steals for sure. Mike Montgomery is among the most added players. As we take a look at the most added list, he is number one. He is 60% owned. He is not guaranteed to be making any more starts after this week, right, Mike Montgomery? Right. All right, so just keep it in mind. <clears throat> but he's pitched well, and he's RP eligible. Yep. We're not really buying Jorge Polanco. He's never been a power hitter. Uh, it's weird that he's hit all these home runs, and soon he won't play the White Sox anymore. Mark Leiter is number three at 29% owned. He is also RP eligible. We talked and about he him. he looks like he's in line for two starts next week. It was going to be this week, but 
Um, I forget what happened exactly, but now I have him in line to go Monday and uh, Saturday of next week against the Mets and Nationals. So kind of a mixed bag there. But uh, I think, you know, at least for the, at least given the start against the Mets, good pickup for next week. That's Mark Leiter, number three most added player. Luke Weaver, number four. Byron Buxton, number five. Uh, he did not play, right, yesterday? Buxton, I don't think he did. I believe he did not. He has a bone contusion, and he could be, he could be back any day now, so certainly okay to go pick him up. <clears throat> Buxton sat yesterday. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez. So, Miguel Gonzalez, I'm guessing, was lined up to be a two-star pitcher, but with the trade, that's, that can't be clear, him going to Texas. But he's 31% on. Who would you rather own, Ben Lively or Miguel Gonzalez? I would rather own Miguel Gonzalez. Did I say Ben Lively? Uh, did you say Ben Lively? Who, who did I say? Blake Lively? Yeah, who, who did I say? I'm sorry. Ben Lively or Blake Lively? Uh, who did I ask? I don't know. I met I Mark. Them, I get them confused all the I time. I met Mark Leiter, though. I don't think I oh. said that. <laughs> you definitely said a Lively of some kind. I said a Lively. Light and Lively. Yeah. Um. Ben, I said Ben Lively, but I met Mark Leiter. Right. I'd rather have Leiter than Gonzalez. Would My you rather, answer surprised you, right? <laughs> uh, would you rather, yeah, I was like, what? Would you rather have Jack Flaherty, Jake Junis, Mark Leiter? Uh, I would go Junis, Flaherty, and then Leiter. Well, you know what? Since Leiter's making two starts next week, I'll put him ahead of Flaherty. Now, here's a 54% owned starting pitcher. Who, if this were midseason, would probably be closer to 80% based on what he's been doing lately. Ooh, Blake Snell! Yeah. Pick him up. I don't up. know that. I That's don't know that one. Leonard Skinner. Here, sing it again. Sing it again. No, no, not gonna do it. <laughs> just, just wait. You're gonna get an opportunity to, to do it. It's gonna be very funny. Where, where is that email? Did I not put that email in the, in the notes? Did I not print that out? Alright, I'll get, I'll get to it. Um, so Blake Snell, Scott, how owned do you think he should be? I think he should be like 80% owned. Kind of run he's been on, yeah. limiting the walks and and back-to-back seven-inning games with at least a strikeout per inning. He, it looks like he's turning the corner here, and we know he has a ton of upside. Um, I haven't let him go unowned in any of my leagues. I'm going to take a quick break, a quick hiatus from this. I'm going to point out to you, Scott, that Mike Fultonevich is starting at the Cubs today. And we have an email from Gandalf who says, I would be more convinced not starting a pitcher like Ryan Merritt, or in this case, Mike Fultonevich, if Scott told me not to start him using his new toy and the phrase, you shall not start blank. Okay. So should we start Mike Fultonevich today at the Cubs? You shall not start Mike Fultonevich. <laughs> there it is. All right, love it. Thank you, Scott, and thank you, Gandalf. If that if that is your real name, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. So other uh, other players on the most added list: Kevin Kiermeyer, eh, whatever. Jake McGee, eleven percent owned. Haven't really seen what the deal is there. They haven't had a save situation this week. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But you know they're not. They're, they want to get back to Greg Holland there. I don't really see Curtis Granderson's forty eight percent owned and he's cooled off. I need him to have a big weekend or he's out of my lineup next week. 
Also, if there are a lot of lefties on the schedule, we might want, not he, want to start He might be out of the Dodgers lineup, at least some, because uh, they're calling up Alex Vertigo, who's pretty big prospect. Um, great hitter at AAA. Didn't have as much power as you'd expect for the PCL, but they, they say they intend to play him a lot. He hit for average there, more walks than strikeouts, has the pedigree. Uh, could play center, so I would guess uh, you know, Logan Forsythe moves, loses some time with Chris Taylor going to second base instead of center field, and uh, but I would imagine Granderson loses some too. Are there any interesting September call-ups that fantasy owners need to know right now that you anticipate or that have already been called up? Uh, well, I mean, I, Jack Flaherty is, is technically going to be that, and of course we've talked a lot about him. Vertigo's probably the biggest aside from that that I've seen so far. Uh, there are some interesting names that have been called up, but not ones where you really see the opportunity for them to contribute. Uh, I did write a piece on Wednesday about uh, players who I anticipate being September call-ups, or ones we've talked about a lot who may not be September call-ups. Um, so, you know, we're actually starting to see the names come in now, but if you want a heads up on that, you can go to look at my piece on the the site. It's the it's the latest prospects report. Starter sit these cold hitters next week, Scott. Let's go to Aaron Judge first. I gave you the matchups in the notes. I don't want to read them out loud necessarily. It would take it would distract us. Um Aaron Judge, starter sit next week. And and let's let's just say that obviously what happens Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are going to matter. Yeah. But if he hasn't come out of this funk, starter sit next week. Six games for Judge. I am going to so is he supposed to be back in the lineup? I'm not sure. He is back in the lineup. He is back in the lineup. But they they batted him, I don't know, like sixth or seventh last night. He walked a couple times. You know, three outfielder leagues, I I think about sitting him, but the matchups are good. Um, you know, if it's if it's like a roto league, five outfielder league, I think I'd have to stick with him. All right, yeah. So Judge yesterday batted four or five sixth, and he went 0 for two with two walked. He didn't strike out. Ryan Braun, last 28 days, Braun is batting 279 with one home run. He's batting 150 in his last seven games. Starter sit Ryan Braun next week. I'm sitting him in a 24-team league. Granted, I have really good depth in this league, but still. Wow. Okay. Uh, Braun, yeah, you can sit him. Rafael Devers. So the weekend will be interesting for him because he's he might be coming out of it, but last week he was bad. 6.5 fantasy points last week. That's terrible. If you don't play in points leagues, if a hitter doesn't score, I don't know, 20 or more, 18 or more, I'm probably disappointed. So 6.5 last week was terrible. 7.5 so far this week for Devers, but he has three more games. And okay matchups. I, like, there are so many bad pitchers that I feel like most hitters have good matchups every week. <laughs> but uh Devers, starter sit. Yeah, it would depend how many lineup spots I have to fill. I would guess in most 12-team head-to-head lineups, you don't need him starting. So probably sit him in those formats. We talked about this yesterday. Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb's got three lefties on the schedule. He's got Ryu, Kershaw, and Travis Wood. He also has righties Maeda, Shasin, and Perdomo. Starters at Jake Lamb. Um, I... You know, I'd rather start him than Devers, but I, I'm not totally opposed to sitting him. Starter sit Matt Carpenter. He has two home runs this week, but still not having that great of a week. And no multi-hit games since August 8th. 
He's batting 202 in August. And he's been terrible against lefties, but only two lefties out of seven games next week for Matt Carpenter. So Travis Wood, a spot starter for the Padres, Denelson Lamette, Clayton Richard, Trevor Williams, Chad Cool, Ivan Nova. I'm starting Matt Carpenter. That's All right. who he's looking at next week. All right, I know, I know, but he hasn't been good this year. He just hasn't. It's been better no, in yeah. if you ha- if you count walks, Carpenter's probably easy to start. If you don't, he's probably you know gulp. Got to start him. Um, and then Starling Marte slash Andrew McCutcheon. They've been cold, and they face Arietta Quintana, Hendricks, Lackey, Luke Weaver, Martinez, and Waka. Yep, tough matchups. Yep. I have that as the second worst matchups next week, the Pirates. Gotta start McCutcheon. Yeah? Uh, After that August? He's just been a stud all year, and normally we don't sit studs just because of a little slump. Judge's case has been obviously a lengthy slump, and there's injury, there's health-related issues, so you could at least think about it there. Mm-hmm. But uh, McCutcheon's going to be fine. Okay. Marte, it would, you know, categories league, I don't know that you could do it, but points league, absolutely sit him. So who has the worst matchups if the Pirates have the second worst? The worst matchups belong to the Padres. Okay. Pirates, two Padres, worst matchups. Mm-hmm. Pirates, second worst. <clears throat> cool. So we will get into two-star pitchers for next week. A few now more this players. This is going to be tricky, Adam, because fortunately uh, I I was I had a chance to go through this earlier than I normally do. Normally it's a after-the-podcast Friday sort of thing for me, mm-hmm. but because of it being September, obviously rosters expanding, teams just wanting to preserve their arms to begin with. There are a lot of teams that are going with six-man rotations right now, and they're not all reflected on the site. So so anybody who's starting on Tuesday and has a two-start week, be careful. Yeah. If they're yeah, starting right on now Monday, I, it's Right now I see, and, and these, you know, it could change. Hold on, Scott. Let's get to that in just a little bit. I have just a okay. couple more things I wanted to get to before that. Okay. Um, first of all, Scooter Jeanette and Tim Beckham are two hitters that are 77% owned that just keep getting it done. Jeanette's oh. a top 10 second baseman over the last month. Tim Beckham had three hits last night. He cooled off a little bit, but three hits last night. How much do you trust Scooter Jeanette and Tim Beckham in general? I trust Jeanette a lot more than Beckham because Beckham still has the, you know, the horrid plate discipline. Um, and considering they're not out of the park hits that he's getting for the most part lately, it's been between the lines. <laughs> I, I don't trust it to continue. Jeanette, though, I mean, he's just been doing this. Dating back to that four-homer game he had, right. he's just been a must-start player. So I, I see no reason to doubt it. Now I'm starting him over Braun or probably Judge, too. All right, uh, and I gotta ask you all if you're hiring. We're gonna be hiring two star pitchers for Fantasy Week 23, but if you're hiring for your business, you really need to use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter lets you post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click, and then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. So that's what it's all about. You've got job openings. How do you find your candidates? What do you do? You go on ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's how you try it for free. And ZipRecruiter does all the work after that. It gets the word out. It lets people know that you are hiring, and it finds good candidates for you. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. That's incredible. One day, you have a great chance 
of getting a quality candidate. And is it easy to screen? Yeah, absolutely. You screen, you rate, and you manage your candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. So right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free if you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. This is good for small businesses, medium, big businesses, big business, whatever it is. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike to try it for free. Scott, how droppable is Kenta Maeda? Not very droppable, I would say. He had a 244 ERA in, in eight starts prior to this one. Scott, how droppable is Eduardo Rodriguez? More droppable than Maeda. He's been, he's had it pretty rough lately. 17 earned runs in his last 22 and two-thirds innings. Is that right? I don't know if they wrote that down right. But no, he hasn't pitched well lately. I think so. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. since coming off the DL, not very trustworthy. How how addable is CC Sabathia at Baltimore next week? One start because of what he's looking at next week. Um, uh, Baltimore's it, scary. They're one of the hottest offenses in baseball. Right. So not not a very big priority at all in mixed leagues. It'd have to be a deeper league. Bartolo Colon and Ben Lively pitched last night. Uh, they both have two starts next week. Do you care, Colon and Lively? No. Okay. Well, with that said, Scott White, it's time to take a look at two-star pitchers for yeah. Fantasy yeah. Week 23. Four weeks left, everybody. Four weeks left. So, so again, this is who I have marked down as going with six-man rotations right now. And it could change. The pitching probables right now are, are mere suggestions this time of year. So, you know, don't get, don't go crazy filling out your lineup with two-star pitchers, I guess. So it looks like the Mets, the Astros, the Indians, the Giants with Johnny Cueto coming back. They don't want to remove anybody. The Orioles, the Padres, uh, because of a doubleheader coming up. Um, they're going six-man right now. The Dodgers, they've been doing that for a while. And possibly the Marlins. They, they called up Dylan Peters, who's not really a big prospect, but he's going to start Friday. I'm not sure if they're going to bump. Justin Nicolino out for him or go with six man. So that was, that was the Mets, Astros, Indians, Giants, Orioles, Padres, Dodgers, and possibly the Marlins. Starter sit next week. Trevor Bauer at the White Sox home against Baltimore. I will start him. Start Bauer. Rick Porcello, Toronto and Tampa Bay, both at home. Yeah, I'm going to start Porcello too. Jose Barrios at Tampa Bay at Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good so far. Jay Happ at Boston, home against Detroit. Um, yeah, that one I might steer clear of. You know, there aren't many two start options, so maybe in a points league I roll the dice. On Happ. But, uh, but it's a little scary. Alright, Julio Serrano's been pitching better. Texas and Miami at home. Yeah, similar to Hap, it'd probably be just a points league situation. Now I sat, well, actually I accidentally started Michael Waka, but I intended to sit him yesterday, and he had a good enough start, but he only struck out two Giants, so I was ready to drop him, and then I saw he's got two starts next week. Waka's at San Diego and home against Pittsburgh. Um, mm, yeah, I mean those matchups are good. I, it's, it's, might be the kind of gamble you have to take if you need to squeeze an extra start in. I'm not I'm not touching Jason Vargas or Ivan Nova. No, I wouldn't. They've been horrible for for months. Erman Marquez, San Francisco at home, Dodgers on the road. 
Yeah, I don't mind that one. I don't mind that one because the home start is the Giants and then, you know, the Dodgers are going to be tough, but at least it's on the road and it's a second start. So, uh, I think I like Marquez a little more than I like Tehran and, um, and, uh, uh, Hap. Okay. Now, some players who are available in more than half of our leagues. Jaime Garcia, Andrew Kashner, Kendall Graveman, Sean Newcomb, Adam Conley. I this I hear all of you gagging out there. Listen Here's to a good one. List. Next one's good. Jake Junis. <clears throat> That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Twenty five percent owned. Yeah, he's my he's my favorite sleeper two start option at Detroit versus Minnesota, so the matchups aren't so bad. And uh he's he's looked good lately since coming up since coming back from the minors, a lot of strikeout potential and uh Looks like a safe bet to actually make two starts, too. Chad Bettis, Chad Cool, James Shields, Robert Stevenson. Uh, interested in Stevenson? Milwaukee at home, Mets on the road? Not ready to start him yet, though. But it, not ready to start him yet, but it seems like he's making some progress here. Former top prospect, yeah, you know, 61 yeah. ER in his last five starts. Still a lot of walks during that stretch, but he's introduced a slider to his arsenal that seems to be Paying big dividends. Stevenson's not a bad Hail Mary if you need one, because he, because one of those starts is at the Mets. And I'm not so yeah. sure the, the Brewers are a tough matchup anymore. Like, there's really almost nobody in that lineup that's hitting well. Shaw, Braun, Thames, uh, yeah, fair point. Santana. Fair point. They've, been, they've been bad. <clears throat> uh, Perdomo, Erasmo. He's got one of the starts against the Astros, the others with the Angels, who now have Upton. Derek Holland, Bartolo Colon. I mean, Bartolo Colon is one of the better options this week, because there, there's so many terrible options. Right, right, Ugh. and uh I can't even guarantee that all the ones you've mentioned are making two starts. So, Cologne does look like a safe bet too. Uh Yes, he does, and those are pretty good matchups. So, in a points league, if you need an extra start, he's, you know, I don't love it. I don't know that I'd do it myself, but you could do a lot worse too. Rafael Montero has Philadelphia and Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably steer clear of that one. Homer Bailey, Travis Wood, Troy Scribner, Ben Lively, Odrisa Mertespanye, Chris Smith. It's bad. It's bad this week. So look for Jake Junis and pray for rain, as they say. <laughs> um, Kendall Graveman's got Angels and Astros at home. Yeah. What do you feel about Kendall Graveman? How do I feel about Kendall Graveman? Not, not great. I thought you were going to do the, I will not start, I, thou shalt not start Kendall <laughs> Graveman voice. No, 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 I wasn't. I do apologize to everybody that we didn't get to read emails. I'll try to respond to them over the weekend. It's just, uh, we gotta go. Scott has to do some video. After everything happened late last night, it's just been a hectic morning with all the trades, with my travel, and Scott's gotta do some video for the website. You can obviously read so much great content. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday, and I will try to respond to emails and tweets over the weekend. So, Scott, thank you very much, my man. That was weird. I'm Adam Azer for Weird Scott White. See ya. Machado. <laughs>